Brittany Stanley arrived in Buies Creek in the fall of 2006 and embarked on a career that undoubtedly places her face on the Mount Rushmore of Campbell softball. From the pitching circle, she led the Camels to back-to-back A-Sun titles and NCAA berths in 2008 and 2009 and was named tournament MVP both years. She set school records for victories, strikeouts, and pitching appearances. Along the way, she was a four-time NFCA Academic Scholar Athlete and A-Sun All-Academic Team member. It was no surprise that Brittany was named to the A-Sun All-Decade Team and earlier this year, she was inducted into the Campbell Athletics Hall of Fame. My name is Stan Cole, class of 1987, and this is our next installment of Tales from the Creek, where we visit with people who have made this place special over the years. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Brittany Stanley Lee. Welcome to Tales from the Creek, Brittany, and thanks for taking time to visit with us. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Brittany, how did all this get started? When did you start playing softball? What, how did you get introduced into the game? When I was six, I started with t-ball, kind of the normal progression into that. I also was playing basketball at the time, um, so I had those two sports going. Um, I didn't start pitching until I was about eight years old, and then it kind of was just history from there. I started doing pitching lessons, played in the rec leagues, played in the summer travel leagues, um, in Indiana, it's a little bit different. You don't actually play year-round travel ball like they do here. Um, you just played that during the summer, but played school ball, um, just got into it and loved playing. And my dad coached me a lot through the way, and um, he also learned to pitch with me along the way. So there was one point he was kind of matched me toe-to-toe, and then I started getting better than him. So, What a great progression. What, what was it about pitching that, um, that appealed to you? I liked having the control over the game and just being involved every with every pitch. I, I, I didn't want to sit back and wait for the ball to come to me. I wanted to um, kind of have that. I wanted to have the ball and just see what I could do with it. You mentioned playing basketball. Was Did softball become your first love or and always has been? I, I don't know that I'd say it was my first love. It was hard work, and I think I realized that early on. Um, I just I liked sports in general. Um, but softball, I had to put so much more into. And I was actually, as I was kind of thinking about this, um, thinking back on my career, there was a 10-foot wall outside my house at, um, where I grew up. My dad drew a strike zone, and I would pitch to that wall. And it was actually pretty genius because that would also help me with my fielding because I had to get it back off the wall quickly. So the harder I threw, the harder it came back at me. And then the other thing was if I threw it over that wall on accident, it, that was my cardio because I had to go run all the way around the house, circle back around, get it out of the backyard. Um, so that was kind of my start and uh, my practicing on my own. When My dad would come out and catch me when he could, and my brother would sometimes. And I think my mom tried it one time, and she didn't want to do it again. So, <laughs> Growing up in Indiana, how did you become aware of Campbell and, and uh, its softball program? So that was back when I was coming up. You didn't get committed until you took your official visits to schools that you weren't sure about. I know now it's different. You don't take your official visit until you know where you're going. Um, So my senior year of high school, my coach knew of the coach from Campbell, Coach Peterson, and he just called him up one day and said, hey, I've got two girls that are looking to play college softball, told him about us. He said, yeah, I'm interested. And so he actually came because Coach Peterson's from Indiana as well. He was recruiting my high school coach's daughter when he was at the college in Indiana. 
Um, so they had a um, kind of a working relationship that way. And um, so he came down, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving break one year, to mm-hmm. when he was visiting his family and came out and just watched us practice. And then not long after that, we went on our, um, I guess that was our official visits. We went out there and my teammate actually joined us for our freshman year and then she transferred out after that. But that was, that was how I, I did not, I did not know about Campbell. I didn't know about the fighting camels and, um, I'm glad that we moved my, my freshman year of high school, we moved from one town to the next. And so that put me in position to get to that high school and play for that coach that knew him. So what was it about Campbell and, um, in general, in the in the program in particular, that appealed to you. What what was the uh, the the reasons that you came to Bowie's Creek? So just getting here, um, the idea of playing softball in warmer weather was I won't say it's the number one thing, but that was a big big plus. We would always start. We wouldn't start our high school season until April, and sometimes it still snowed on us. Um, and and then June was our postseason, and I can look back at pictures, and I would have earmuffs on just because sometimes you never know. It could be crazy. Um, So that was one thing, but just the small town feel, felt very safe, um, felt very comfortable with Coach Peterson and that um, he would take care of us being away that far away from home. Just a really neat, um, really neat environment. And it's it's amazing to think back about it because the school is so much different now than it used to be. Um, But we, we were drawn to it and my mom had kind of joked with me, I don't know if she was joking, but that I had like a one-hour radius around West Lafayette of where I could go to college. Mm-hmm. So I went a little bit further past that with going 12 hours, but uh, she was she felt comfortable with the decision as well. As a sophomore, you led the teams to the Camels to their first A-Sun title in, in more than a decade, and you repeated as champs one year later. What made those teams so special, Brittany? We had... We, we played very well together. There was not a lot of drama within the team. Um, that sophomore year, we went in really as the underdog for the tournament. And so we really didn't have anything to lose. We just got in there and we played hard and um, got on a good streak. And um, that was the year, too, that we won that, we won that game. I don't know if you remember this, but we won the game. And then there was an illegal substitution. So then we had to keep playing the game after we thought we already won it. And so the same hitter came back up her next at bat and won the game for us again, for real that time. So trying to reel in the emotions after thinking we won it, started crying, being excited, and then having to go back out and pitch after that was that was hard to reel back in. That's, that's hard to fathom, the... the, the the dog pile or the the empty the dugout emptying and everybody doing that and then everybody's like well, wait 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 no we're gonna get a do over yes. here I, I, what what, were you, what was going through y'all's mind at that time Brittany I the excitement <laughs> turned into shock and then had to turn into we had to gather our composures quickly and um, get back into it but um, it just I think it was kind of a poetic ending that the same hitter got to get it for us again I think that was Courtney Quinn and mm-hmm. she was a great hitter and she just did what she always does um but that team though we had Amanda Littlejohn on that team and she was really a rallying point for our team um that was the year after she found out that she had cancer and we watched her come back from her summer of surgeries and radiation um and come back 
and be ready to play again. And she had a long way to go in the fall to, to rehab and get her strength back. But I think she, she really held us accountable for watching how hard she worked and us wanting to match that. Um, and just kind of stopped us from complaining about the weather, complaining about being tired because we all knew what she was going through. And, um, so what we were going through was nothing compared to that. Right. Amanda, that year, um, rewrote the record book, 72 RBIs, amazing power numbers, uh, unbelievable uh, season at the plate. But she was also your catcher, which mm-hmm. is, you know, there's no break in there. You, you, you are, that's what, probably the most physically demanding job um, between the two of y'all, uh, pitching and catching. Uh, what, what was it like? What kind of um, uh, relationship did y'all build as pitcher-catcher, that, that relationship, Brittany? She was her personality was really good to hold you accountable as a pitcher as well. She was not going to sugarcoat something and make you think you're doing better than you're doing. Um, she, you'd throw a pitch and whereas some catchers might be like, yeah, that was pretty good. She would just be like, no, that was terrible. You need to do it again, do it better. And that made us a better team that way. She did that for all of us. Um, but she just, um, she was a leader in the way she worked and just her natural talent. Um, just, she she was very, very good behind the plate, and we all played off of that. Brittany, you mentioned um, the fact that the team, there was not a, you know, there was no drama on the team, really. Y'all kind of were really uh, played well together. What are some of the other keys um, you think that uh, made those uh, couple years especially um, so good, both individually and as a group, um, for, for you and your teammates? We... We worked very hard. We did our 6 a.m. morning runs, our 6 a.m. morning swims. Um, I think, the, as I was saying earlier, the lack of complaining just makes that um, – it's kind of a business. You get in, you do the work you're supposed to do, don't complain, get out. Um, just wanting to be excited for our teammates and what they were doing well. Um, I mean, I think personally I had a hard time – like if I was, if I was ever feeling down – I remember one conversation conversation specifically with Coach Peterson. He said, uh, what do you need to do to kind of get out of the funk I was in? And I said, I guess I just need to work harder. And that was always my, my thought was I just needed to work harder, but sometimes it's mental. And so he kind of walked me through that, that it wasn't necessarily my work ethic that was not getting me where I needed to be. And um, so I just think we, we played as a team and uh, we, we just really enjoyed being together. We spent our... Um, off time together. Our suites were always softball suites. You um, you mentioned coming from Indiana where you didn't play until April, mm-hmm. and then you played into June. And then, what kind of was it a shock to you as a student athlete coming in as a as a freshman, where you're hitting the ground run with off season workouts in the fall, and then you have a long you know you're playing February till deep into May in the spring. What was that transition like like for you as well? The first thing that I had to do every year, and I learned it after my freshman year, was when I would train at home for like the two-mile, um, we, we did a two-mile test at the beginning of every year. Mm-hmm. I always had to come back and run it multiple times here before the test because the humidity and the heat would just kill me the first few runs. I would get the side cramps. and um, So once I kind of got that out of the way, I was able to go forward. But, yeah, the heat, the bugs, the humidity um, – was all a lot to to work through 
but I would much rather have to work through that than work through playing with frozen hands and swinging the bat when it when it stings and so much better that way. Another big life event um, happened to you at Campbell. You met your uh, your future husband here. Tell us about how you and Eric met and uh, how your relationship grew. So we actually met just a few weeks into my freshman year. Um, I was going to a Baptist Student Union meeting on campus with a friend that I had met, a friend that was not on the softball team that I had met, and Eric was there, and he was actually the guest speaker. He was speaking about his summer internship at a church in, um, I think it was Reedsville, Mm -hmm. and so just listened to him do his speech, and then after the meeting was over, my friend wanted to go get Sunny Skies with um, one of Eric's friends, and so it was the three of us, and so Eric's friend just went up to him and said, hey, we're going to Sunny Skies. You want to come with us? So we did that. Um, after that night was over, I went back and I found him on Facebook and I Facebook friended him. And so he will say that I am the one who, who initiated that. Um, he, I, um, he accepted it and that was really, I mean, it was, a, we started dating soon after that. And he became a big softball fan, um, worked in sports information, um, was at all the games, would travel to some of the games. Um, brought his buddies and um, so yeah great supporter throughout the career so ice cream brought y'all together after the meeting yes, and sunny I mean. skies ice cream just the best one best around so <laughs> well that's great uh, what are, um, our guest today on tales from the creek is Campbell softball great and hall of famer Brittany Stanley Lee um, Brittany, you mentioned your dad earlier, but who are some of the people along the way who had a great influence on your career, both softball and otherwise, on your life? Um, my parents, really, um, they set me on the path that I'm on. Um, my brother was very into sports growing up, and so he and he's about four years older than I am, um, so I was kind of always following him. I was always Adam, Adam Stanley's sister is how I was um, addressed, and so... Um, trying to make my name in, in sports as well. And um, and then when I got to Campbell, uh, Coach Peterson was a great mentor. Um, and he still is a mentor for my husband and his coaching career as well, but um, brought me on to coach for him when I after I graduated. So he was a big part of, part of my career. I know in college, Amanda was a, was a big... Um, inspiration for us and so you mentioned following graduation you return and uh, to Campbell's an assistant coach how did you handle that transition what was it um, what was it like from having the ball in your hand and nothing started until you decided it started to giving up that control how was how was that for for someone who had been used to playing the game for so long um, with initiating everything, and, and then you had to sit back and, and watch that. What were some of the keys to, to that transition for you? That it, it was difficult. I had a little bit of a warm-up. Eric and I coached a travel team. We actually started with a 10-and-under travel team. <laughs> so we coached these little girls that they played their hearts out. Um, one of them was actually um, former Campbell coach Greg Goff's daughter, um, Kylie. And she's now playing, I think, in her senior year at Maryland. So she's doing awesome. That's been fun to watch. Um, 
but so that's where we got our kind of a start taste of coaching. And then I did one year as a high school coach at South Johnston. Mm -hmm. And that's where I then transitioned into Campbell. And it's hard because I knew how much I, how much hard work I had to put into it. And I wanted to encourage these players to do the same. Mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to have their potential wasted because I felt like they weren't working hard enough. Um, one of the things I tried to do, and um, as I got from got from example of Coach Peterson, was um, like a servant leadership as, instead of like a dictatorship, where if I'm asking them to go run three miles, I'm going to be right there beside them and run it. And I was young enough to do it as well. Um, if I was having them, the pitchers that didn't hit, they were doing abs off to the side. I was going to join them, join in there with them. Um, and so, and the one funny story with that was my final season of coaching, I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. And so I was down on the <laughs> turf doing abs and one of the players yelled out and she was like, can you have abs when you're pregnant? And I said, well, I can't have abs when I'm not pregnant. So I'm just going to continue that. But it just was, um, that's what I would try to do was be a part of it with them. I didn't want to be standing over them counting out numbers and I wanted to do it along with them. And that was probably oh, and also a way to keep my playing career going was to continue doing it throw pit, throw batting practice to the players and um, just try to stay active with it one of the great mysteries in life is what is actually said on um, pitching mound visits or mound visits or as we say in baseball or sometimes it's just to break up something what's what, what was one of your go-to moments when uh, you knew it wasn't necessarily something you might just need to calm someone down? Did you have a little go-to speech that you went to talk to your, your pitchers about? I'm not necessarily good with words. That was not still not a strong, strong suit of mine. I'm more of a numbers person. Um, but just trying to get them to breathe. Just and more, you're, you're right, most of it is just a, a little breakup in the momentum that may be going the wrong direction. Um, but just trying to encourage them, maybe throw a tip in there of, something I've seen, um, or just a, a mental, um, thought that might get them thinking in a different direction. Or I was very visual pitcher where if I feel like everything's been missing low, kind of give them a tip of how to get the ball up or opposite. You mentioned, uh, being, uh, pregnant with, um, Anna Grace, uh, your last year coaching here. Tell us a little bit about your, um, your journey since leaving Campbell after that, after that 2015 season. So I, want, I knew I wanted to be home more often, so I did make that choice to leave. Um, I went into just a private, I worked at um, in, a, in an accounting office at a mm -hmm. roofing company and was able to be home more. And um, I'd also worked out well. Um, Eric was still coaching at the time, so we were able to support him in his games. And um, so after... About five, almost five years at that company, I decided I wanted to work towards my CPA. So I finished up my accounting classes that I needed, just a few of them, and then was able to start working at a CPA firm, and they supported me going through the CPA um, exam process. And I finished that up in December of 2021 and got my license then. Um, and so it's just been a great transition to um, a career that um, I can can keep learning and it's a lot um lot to take in and but it helps me feel like I can continue um making myself better and um providing for our family and um the tough part about it is we're, I'm in the same busy season as Eric still where mm -hmm. he's where he's coaching and I'm in softball 
Um, but mine ends, ends sooner than his, so I'm able to then go be the supportive coach's wife after that. Right. Um, April 15th is circled on that calendar every year, right, with yes. tax season. Well, along the way, Emmalyn comes along, yes. right? Um, Eric moves from Wake Christian to Lewisburg College, where he's helped turn the Hurricanes program into one of the nation's best. Um, I'm, I'm figuring that your background and knowing the schedule and the, and the routines of, of college athletics um, uh, helps with this, but how do y'all get it all done with uh, two young ones and you now I've got four different schedules going on? How, how, how do you make it happen on a, on a daily basis, especially in the season? So there's a lot of prep at nights to get ready for our next days. But I have very supportive in-laws that live in Garner with mm -hmm. us. Um, I did tell Eric when he first looked at taking this job, it was, um, and it's an hour away from home. So he takes that hour drive every day. Um, told him that I thought that that was going to be really hard to sustain. But he's been doing it for six years now, and um, wouldn't he wouldn't change it. And um, the only thing I wish is that it was closer so I could be more involved early on before we had our before we had our youngest Emily. I would go out and I ran like a pitching clinic for him. I would work with his pitchers on and off when, as I could um, just to try to stay in it a little bit and be involved. And then with the second child, it got harder, um, more uh, support from afar. Um, but, yes, my, my mother-in-law will help with the girls as we need help. And um, then we all go to the games as we can and just try to support him and – keep them going. What what does the average person not know about a family that's, you know, where a big part of it is centered around college athletics in general? What 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 do the what does the general public not see mm -hmm. that they might, you know, think they know? I think a, as a unique perspective as a player, a, f a former player, a former coach and now a coach's wife, I have seen it on all sides, um, the work that puts into it, that you put into it as an athlete, but then as a coach, the extra time you're spent recruiting, making phone calls, doing emails, um, and then as a coach's wife, um, a head coach's wife, seeing his late-night phone calls, early morning calls, um, the drama that he gets from uh, parents and disgruntled players, and um, it's just it's not a 9-to-5 job. You're, he's getting home right before the girls go to bed a lot, and then he's gone um, either on a road trip or he's gone recruiting, so there are a lot, I think, I think that it helps him that I know what to expect, that I, I have been through it myself, um, to where some coaches' wives that may not be familiar would be more um, surprised by the schedule. I'm, I kind of understand what he's got going on. Looking back on, um, you know, uh, on your your career so far, on uh, you know playing and coaching, and now your professional career, what are, you have some things that you, you look back and you say, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. I mean, what are, what are some of those those highlights for you? Um, I think going through college athletics and um, having a successful academic career is something that um, I've always been proud of. I always did better in classes during softball season. I think a lot of it was because we were on the bus 10 hours at a time going to these um, faraway conference games or tournaments. Um, but so I think maintaining the um, academic career throughout that, um, obviously our the accomplishments we had as a team, 
um, just very exciting to bring that back because it had been over a decade since those those titles had been won and so that we were so proud of that that first year and then the second year we were we were still excited it was just a different kind of excitement whereas we know what to expect and we knew what we were looking forward to with regionals and um, but then sitting here now coming into campus my freshman year I never would have thought I'd be sitting on a podcast with you or never would have thought I would have gotten inducted into the Hall of Fame. And so those are all just things. It's been ex- it's been very exciting to kind of think back through my college career and um, pull out some memories from that. Brittany, um, January 28th, you were inducted into the Campbell Athletics Hall of Fame. What does it mean um, to you as a player um, to looking back? What, what does that mean to you to be a part of such – a, a tremendous group and to be honored for your accomplishments here it's it's just ex- it's so exciting and look I, I kind of familiarized myself with um, past inductees and I saw how few women were in it and how few softball players were in it and just trying to to start that um, continuing forward with how I, I think about the years that the careers that are being made right now and them being able to look back in 10 years from now and be in the same situation um, or look forward, I guess. Um, so it's just, it's, it's exciting. Um, it just feels very special. Something that my, the records may be broken, but that's something that I'll always be able to hold on to. Um, so it's just, it's, it feels very neat to be included with all the other former greats. For context, um, some people may not realize this, but Campbell women's sports fully transitioned to NCAA Division One in 1987. And in the meantime, when I started school in 1983, our softball team was a slow pitch mm-hmm. team. And before my senior year, there was one year where they played a divided slow pitch, fast pitch schedule. Oh, wow. And then fast forward, less than eight years later, they win the ASUN championship and under Julie Brzezinski and go to the regionals for the first time. Now we fast forward 30 more years almost to um, th- a third straight uh, Campbell softball appearance in the regionals, third straight uh, Big South Conference championship. Uh, how does that make y'all feel? Uh, I'm, I'm asking you to speak for the group of, of Campbell softball alumni to be something that was really came from its infancy to is a mid-major power now. What is, what's that like to be associated with that, Brittany? The first thing, it makes me feel a little bit old, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite there yet because I wasn't a part of that original <laughs> group, um, although I do know a handful of them. Um, it, it's, it's neat knowing that your alma mater is it, it's in the news. Um, it's being looked at for um, possible rankings. Um, I know with the baseball team being ranked, um, it's just it's neat being able to say that I played at Campbell and um, I whenever whenever these championships are happening it just brings back really good memories of what we went through and so we, we can see the excitement that they get when I'm I like I'll, I'll follow some of these games and I see that excitement it just brings back great memories of what we were feeling at the same time and um, so just very proud that this is where it's been that it's not some team that's just kind of fallen off to the wayside and um, but that they're staying very competitive and doing good things. Well, you shouldn't feel old because it's only been 15 years uh, since that mm-hmm. first of your first of two back-to-back championships in 2008. <clears throat> but 
strategies, the game, the athleticism. How, how have you seen the game change over the course of, of your career since maybe, you know, coming in over the last couple of decades? How's the game changed? I do think there's a lot more video that um, I think has changed a lot. And I was actually thinking back that I wish I had more video from when I played. Um, the only game that I think I have was I played a, ga a, ta a game against Team USA in 2008 against their um, – and this wasn't Cam this was not Campbell, um, just my summer travel team. Mm -hmm. We played against Team USA in 2008. And so I have that on video, and you can imagine – what Team USA did to me and our team. So that's not necessarily one I want to look back on too often. Um, so, but I, I think the video, I mean, there's so much more that goes into scouting um, because you can just pull up ESPN Plus and look back at old games as you're getting ready. Um, I imagine that um, scouting reports have gotten quite long. Um, but um, given even just down to given signs during the game with the um, – with the uh, cards that they wear now. And, um, I mean, we used to just have the coach would give the number from the dugout, the catcher would put the number down, and that was what we pitched. Um, there was one year we had to do a little bit of math when the numbers went down, but besides that it was still very basic. Um, so I, I think a lot of that has changed. And it, the game just seems to have sped up a lot um, from what we played. Well, Campbell softball this weekend at Duke, Lewisburg softball next week, in the NJCAA National Championship um, Series, <clears throat> excuse me, down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I think you're probably going to be busy uh, watching either in person or uh, on video here the next few days. That's right. We will have a busy softball weekend, and then we'll head down to South Carolina next week and watch Eric's team play. And they're just they're doing really great. And so I look forward to to seeing both teams succeed. Finally, Brittany. Can you put into words uh, how Campbell University and the Bowie's Creek community and have impacted your life? I, just from the very beginning, um, I mean, it's set me up for where I am right now. I mean, meeting Eric and the life that we have right now would have never happened had kind of backtrack had I not had my parents not decided to move my ninth grade year, um, had I not stuck with softball, um, had I not met Coach Peterson. Just all that kind of set me up for where I am. Um, and so just the community here coming back, I mean, it feels familiar. It's even though it's growing and it sometimes looks nothing like it used to, um, it's still it's still Campbell, it's still Boys Creek. And um, professor, I've, I had one professor come out to the Hall of Fame um, induction and just have good memories of being in class back then and um, so just, it's, it's nice to still be, it's a place that's getting bigger, but it's not too big to still know who you are and, um, know, know the, ever, the turnover is not great. So there's a lot of people that are, st I'm very familiar with still that are, um, still here working. And so it's, it's very neat. I'm Stan Cole. Our guest today on Tales from the Creek has been Brittany Stanley Lee. Thank you, Brittany, for sharing your tales from the creek. Thank you for having me.